Hi, welcome to the I Am Lake Worth podcast. I'm your host, Carl Stobland. I'm also the photographer that started the whole I Am Lake Worth project. With me today is Tom Copeland. In the name of full disclosure, Tom is a candidate for the commission in the city of Lake Worth. And every time I interview one of the candidates or a sitting commissioner, I ask them to frame their answers and answer the questions as, in this case, Citizen Tom Copeland. Uh, the project itself is politically neutral and I try to stay out of the muddiness of politics at all cost. It's better for everybody involved if the project is above and not within that world. It's too easy to get people taking sides on things. And this is not one of those projects. So that said, Tom, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks, Carl. It's great to uh, sit down with you. Great to talk with you. I've seen the project. So, uh, you know, excited to have this conversation. It's really cool. Yeah, I was really glad when you reached out. You were one of those people that I've been keeping an eye on and wanted to uh, make sure I got you in. And the, uh, the pages are coming off the calendar quickly, so I want to make sure I hit everybody that I want to make sure gets in. Absolutely. Besides the organic people that just kind of wander in front of my camera and become part of the project. There are people I want to make sure that I talk to that are active in town and that we see a lot, you know, so. Good, well, I hope I deliver. I hope I'm interesting enough. I, uh, I certainly appreciate it. That's very flattering. Thanks. <laughs> um, currently, you're on one of the advisory boards? I am, yeah. So uh, it's the Finance Advisory Board. Uh, we have a number of advisory boards in the city of Lake Worth, um, and uh, these are these are citizen-led volunteer boards. So I've been on the finance advisory board. I was first appointed in 2015. We've we've gone through some transition with that board. In fact, when it first started in 2010, there was some transition to begin with. There was a couple of years before it really got running up up and mm -hmm. running. But now it's in a really 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 good place. Uh, we made some recommendations to the city uh, city commission at their last budget workshop before they adopted the new fiscal year budget. So. We made what, what we believe to be some really good recommendations, and um, all those meetings are public. They're all held at City Hall, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, in fact, the uh, presentation that just happened in this past August is recorded, and it's up on YouTube as well. So if anybody's interested in that, um, I highly, highly encourage our, our residents to, to get involved with those advisory boards and take a look at them. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a number of them, and they're all, they're all, pretty, uh, they're all pretty well organized. That's great, and there, there's definitely a strong streak of volunteerism within this community, and that's something I noticed when I came here, having come here only two years ago, is the sense of community, the pride in the community, and the willingness, everyone on the street to be involved. Um, it's not a lot of people sitting back and throwing opinions without putting the time in. There's a lot of people that make the city work that are just there because they love the city, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think that comes with the small town the small town home feeling, right? I mean, we're a, we're a city of thirty six thousand people, uh, so we're seven square miles, and and I think that comes with when you've got uh, communities that uh, people have been embedded in the community for 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 decades, you know, uh, lineages that go back even a couple of generations. There's so many people I meet in Lake Worth where you know their their grandfather, you know. Uh, bought his, you know, built, built or bought his first house mm -hmm. in Lake Worth, and then the parents, and then these are second and third generation families, and I think that comes, I think that volunteerism uh, that that the city is so proud of, and that so many residents do, I think that really comes with that territory. You know, for me, I mean, I've been volunteering um, for gosh since I was probably 21, 22 years old. I really started jumping into volunteerism. Uh, I was born and raised in Jupiter, right? So. Uh, right out of, out of Jupiter High School. Um, so you're a local kid. Local you, you kid. You've got Florida in your bones. Got Florida in the bones. Um, and uh, 
And so, you know, one of the first things I ever volunteered for was I was invited uh, to join the board of a small nonprofit in West Palm Beach. And I did, and it was an incredible experience for being so young, and uh, we did some really cool stuff with that. Um, and so since then, you know, uh, it's something I spent a lot of time on. Um, you know, it's something I care about so I can understand, you know, I understand where, where people get that from. That's cool, and I'm gonna come back to volunteerism and how it's changing with our youth in a second. But I realized that I got rolling down the hill without doing the thing I do with everybody, which is when I take the photo for the I Am Lake Worth project, everyone is required to answer the question, Lake Worth is special because dot, dot, dot. And then this whole project of the podcast came about because people wanted to know more about the people they saw the quote from. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing, not the first thing because we've already been on for a couple minutes, but I'm going to hit you with that and then we'll come back to the volunteer thing. So Lake Worth is special because dot, 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 and... <laughs> you didn't prepare me for this one, <laughs> um, but I don't think I need to be prepared. Um, this, is, uh, this is a great question. So I would say Lake Worth is special because we are the arts and cultural hub of Palm Beach County. We're small, we're in between our neighbors to the, to obviously to the north, to the south, and to the west, but everybody comes to Lake Worth for the arts and the culture. From our events, to our art studios, to the hatch, to having the Cultural Council of Palm Beach County centered right here in our downtown, mm -hmm. we are the arts and, arts and cultural hub of Palm Beach County, and I think that that's something that can't be taken away. I think it's something that's been embedded in this town for so long. Um, and it's something to be really, really proud of. So, and that really dovetails right into this project itself. You know, the idea that you can just start up a project and just, uh, you know, something can just go from an idea to, well, let's try a couple of things. And then suddenly you've got an entire, an entire art, art, uh, art. Yeah. Job. I see Lake Worth as an incubator. Exactly. It, it, it's welcoming for all that kind of stuff. And some of the ideas are harebrained and they don't go very far. And others are, you know, the mural project from last year. Look at how fantastic that was. Mm -hmm. So it's really I'm wondering, or not wondering, but I, I think that perhaps we got to this point of being an art and cultural hub because originally we were the most affordable place. And that always brings the artists, and then the artists then bring the collectors, and it's kind of a process that goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. So because there were artists here in a thriving artist community, that's probably why the Cultural Council decided to have their headquarters here. and. You know, now it's really a full-blown machine of art and things like the street painting festival. That weekend is just amazing. I mean, absolutely, a hundred thousand people in downtown Lake Worth on a unreal, weekend. unreal. It's uh, and I can attest to it. It's it's a it's crazy people shoulder to shoulder, Lake and Lucerne for two days. Yeah, As a photographer. The only way I get to take the pictures is go early in the morning before the crowds get there. <laughs> yeah, because then it's just yeah, there's just mobbed. Yeah, you know and. <clears throat> we talk about arts and culture, you know, it, it even extends beyond um, sort of the strict definition, if there is a strict definition of, of sort of, you know, art, I'm doing air quotes. Um, you yeah, know, even, air quotes are not visible. Air quotes, so yeah, air quotes are not it. visible on a podcast. <laughs> For all those listening at home, air quotes. Um, you know, you look at things like our 4th of July celebration and just how unique it is, how different it is. Uh, for for seventeen years doing the raft race, I mean, where else? Can, I, I know. Where else do you see the mayor and city officials and neighbors building rafts and sitting on them and 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 paddling their hearts out? And for what? 
for what literally a trophy that is like sort of a, a, a like a piece of garbage basically like I yeah, have, I have my trophy in my office we won proud to say South Palm Park won most uh, uh, the crowd pleaser award this past year so it's actually sitting up in my office um, and and yeah people walk into my office and they're like what is that and I'm like you know I can't really explain it you kind of just have to be there next year so yeah arts and culture you know it, it, it gets out from you know just our art studios and just a, a, that incubator type feeling that you're talking about and really kind of it, it embeds into our communities as well it seeps out into our communities and you know the, the 4th of July uh, uh, party is a great great uh, great example exactly and then if I could throw one other in there as well we're starting to see J Street really become kind of like music row. It's Blooming. so cool. Yeah, it it's really so great. fantastic. I mean, some of those some of those places, you know, Rudy's being able to get a bigger space. And then, you know, across the street, of course, we've got propaganda that's been there for a long time. And so we're just starting to see J Street really kind of take off, which is which is really exciting. If you add to that Jazz on J Street, which has now been going exactly. for over two years on yes. the, the third Tuesday of every month, and that draws world-class musicians from mm. all over Florida. That's at the bookseller now, mm -hmm. and then at Common Grounds, they also do spoken word, and they do a jazz night. So you're right. On almost mm -hmm. any night of the week, there's something going on on J Street. It's yeah, really I was cool just, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the bookseller, because I was just there for, for the jazz that they did. Uh, that was fantastic. I mean, they were really talented. Yeah. And the place was packed, and it's a good-sized place, and it was packed. It was just really exciting to see that. I was um, heading to a meeting on J Street, and I... I uh, just saw it going on and I popped in for a couple of minutes and it was really cool. So, um, you know, and then you could even go, you know, you could even go north on J Street and you start looking at like the Rum Shack who has mm -hmm. live music. Um, and so it's really cool. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, when we talk about arts and culture, it's so much more than just our art studios, which are fantastic in and of themselves. Well, I, I th yeah, I think it's in the DNA of the people of the city. And you, you look at a project like the Little Free Libraries, if mm -hmm. you look at other cities, you know, maybe one or two in a city will get creative and paint them, but, you know, we've had artists volunteer their time and paint. We have a hundred of them around the city. And some of them are incredible. Yeah. Some of them are really intricate. Yeah, really. I mean, so many people spent good time on them. Yeah, I've painted two of them myself, and uh, they do take time, but mm -hmm. they're definitely worth doing, and people get to see them, and they get to know your name. So mm -hmm. that's kind of, you know, it's fun, and it's, it's a, an easy way to get involved, and, you know, adds to literacy so you know yeah. whether whether you're stewarding a little free library you're painting one you're just a patron that drops off books and takes books you know that's another thing that just knit this community together so tightly you know what's so unique about that is and i think you touched on it um it's so organic you know it's so simple it's such a simple idea mm -hmm. let's take what looks like a birdhouse put it on a post and we're going to put it in your front yard and we're going to put some books in it I love that, you know, and that's why it was able to grow so organically, um, so, so well, I should say, is because of the how organic the idea is. And, of course, the stewards, as you mentioned. So, of course, the people involved, obviously Mary Lindsay. Yeah, you put uh, a you spitfire know. like Mary Lindsay on Absolutely. a project like that, it's not yeah, going to fail. No doubt. But, you know, it's it's the simplicity of the idea, and it's why it's taken off across the nation, really. Uh, mm -hmm. My brother uh, is out in Los Angeles. He's a TV producer out in Los Angeles, and he has one. He has one right in his front yard. So, you know, I, you know, when I saw that, I, I said, I didn't know you knew about this. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's all over L.A. So, you there know. There are now 80,000 of them in the it, United States. Or it's I, unbelievable. worldwide, but still, that's a big number. It's unbelievable. And, you know, again, just kind of just kind of speaking to, you know, us being this sort of hub for these kinds of things. I, I think I saw that the that the founder of Little Free Libraries is, is coming or has just recently come to Lake Worth. He was here in April. That's, that's right. Ball. Yeah, because Lake Worth is like maybe one of the highest concentrations of Little Free Libraries that, yeah, that he's identified. That's correct. It's 
yeah. per capita, we have more That's real right. estate libraries than just about anywhere. It's pretty unbelievable, yeah. And so it's you know it's part just such an organic, simple idea, and then when you put somebody like Mary Lindsay on it, and then when you put that into a community like this one, where people are so receptive mm -hmm. to these uh, to these ideas, and knowing that we are the the arts and hubs culture, you know that kind of stuff takes off, and it's just it's just so unique and it's so different, and there just really isn't going to be any other city across the nation that is Lake Worth. Well, some places that the the project actually doesn't take off because like Lake Worth said, anywhere you want to put one, even on city property, it's okay with us. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, this is a no brainer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, gee, we're getting books into the hands of kids. There, I've read stories of cities that have given people a hard time about where they place them and they can't be in a public park and, you know, worried about all the things that go with that. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's good that you're right. This is an environment that fosters all those kinds of projects. And exactly, yeah. All these small things add up to it being a, a different kind of place. I mean, you can go around South Florida and every town has its different feel, but Mary Lindsay, when I interviewed her for the podcast, mentioned this Lake Worth has a dog whistle, you know, that it's above the pitch most people hear, but if you hear it, you belong here. And I think that's the things that have been going on, the, the direction the city is going and the, the arts base of it, people recognize that and they want to be part of that and it's just kind of feeding on itself and it's just growing and growing. I mean, the number of, you were talking about the number of people you've met that volunteer that have been here three generations. Well, it seems to me that there is, you've either been here for three generations or you moved here in the last five years. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, mm -hmm. certainly there's some in, in between, but yeah. there's been a lot of new growth yeah. as the economy started to come back after the housing bust. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of property here that was available and that people before might not have been able to afford that has brought in new homeowners that Definitely. are turning over the city. I know where I live on L Street is just a beautiful little quiet street. Mm -hmm. And, you know, five, six years ago, there were a bunch of empty houses on those streets. So it's, mm -hmm. I like where the city is going, you know, as far as the people and how things are going. I love, love, love the way this city works together when we don't think too much. When we yeah. just go, that's a good idea, let's just sure. go and do that. Totally, yeah, yeah, especially when it comes to those those uh, easy those easy things like, should we put libraries in front of on public property? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, it's funny, somebody mentioned to me uh, who's been here uh, 30 years, my neighbor who's been here uh, 30 years, she mentioned to me, uh, she called me a newbie, and I said, well, when do I get out of being a newbie? And she says, after 15 years. <laughs> so we're all, Sounds about we're, right. all, we're all newbies, according to, uh, by her standard, we're all gonna be newbies for 15 years. And you know, I'm okay with that. You're right, I mean, people are, people are moving in. Um, look, population is growing. I mean, the, popula the world population is tripled. Right? Yeah, I mean, the world population has tripled in the last 30 years. So, I mean, population is growing. South Florida is growing. People are moving down to South Florida. They've always moved down to South Florida. It's just happening in in higher you know in, in higher numbers now, and, and we have to be very cognizant of that because we're putting very big strains on the resources that we have. And right, we're going to have to make some moves environmentally to make sure that it's sustainable for the people that are going to be coming here, besides the folks that are already here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah absolutely. It's an time. Yeah, no doubt. And you know that's that's there's so many different. I mean, there's so many different opinions on 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 how to do that. That. Uh, Beyond, beyond the scope of this conversation, obviously, but, <laughs> but as you can imagine. But yeah, so look, population is growing. We're getting younger, okay? And that's an exciting thing. We're getting more and more and more residents here in Lake Worth, uh, people moving to Lake Worth. I've got a lot of friends that are looking at Lake Worth. Um, I've had two homes 
that went up for sale and were bought by uh, uh, people, people, both people under 40. You know, they, they came in and, and, you know, they said they loved Lake Worth and, and they weren't sure. They kind of heard some things online and kind of weren't totally sure, but they took a leap of faith and bought it and they're so happy that they're here. So, yeah, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty exciting. It is good stuff. I want to swing back to uh, what we were talking about volunteerism, too, a little bit. It seems that volunteerism has, the, the genetics of volunteerism have changed from generation to generation. If you look back to when my dad was my age, what you did was you joined one of the civic organizations. You joined, you know, Rotary, Rotary Kiwanis, the Masons. Mm-hmm. Disclosure again, my family is full of Freemasons. That's what we did, including <laughs> myself. Um, but those organizations are having a harder and harder time getting people. That doesn't mean that volunteering is going away. It's just changing. I think the internet has changed that. People are getting mm-hmm. more access to pop-up volunteerism. You know, like this is my day off and oh look, there's a march over here or this is going on. So while I don't take the negative view that some people do that people are not volunteering anymore, I think that it's just as much and it's flourishing. It's just how it's done is completely changed. Exactly, exactly. People are just moving faster. We just live in a faster world, right? So um, those pop-ups are, are a great example of how that's happening. And what that does is that allows for new people to dip their toe in without, you know, without the worry of committing to you know, joining a board or uh, that kind of thing. Because you know, anytime you say, can you join a board, you know, people pause. I'm kind of of a, of a different, if I may, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of of a different approach to my volunteerism, the things that I've been doing over the years. Um, I enjoy being on boards. You know, I mm-hmm. enjoy committing to the board. Um, I enjoy giving money to those boards and to those organizations that I care about. And there's a few, you know, I, I try to keep it really narrow, right? I mean, we can't, we're not going to solve all problems. So what problem exists in a society that I'm most interested in? You know, and that just happens to be youth advocacy. So youth delinquency. And um, giving kids a second chance when uh, you know they've either screwed up or never had opportunities. So right. some of the impoverished kids, some of the inner city kids. So that's kind of been something that that I've really spent you know last decade on, and and it's something that 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 matters to me. But just in terms of of you know joining the board and really committing yourself to something, it's it's a lot. You know, it takes a lot. I've been on I've been on boards like I said for ten years, different boards, and I'm happy mm-hmm. to talk about them if you if you cared or if your listeners were interested. But the point is is that you're right. There is the pop up, but there's also the need for us to be able to take our resources. So that could be our human capital, that could be our our, our financial capital. That could be the connections we know, the people we know, the mm-hmm. ability to fundraise, the ability to write grants, and take those skills and apply them to something. You know, and apply them to something for the long term. So join a board. You know, join a board of influence if there is one, an advisory board. Think about what you do. And a great way to start is, you know, the way that I've always started is, what do I know? So I know marketing. So I'm a marketing director. That's exactly right. It's about being a subject matter expert in something and rather than having to spend 90% of your time on stuff you're not interested in, you know, like I was talking about the pop-ups, it's also that there's a full menu in front of you for volunteerism that mm-hmm. you can find something that you just connect with mm-hmm. and just start going. Exactly. You know, great examples. If you're organized, if you're a type A organized and you're a good writer, you make a perfect grant writer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, are, you are the perfect grant writer for a small organization that, uh, you know, is, is, is under-resourced. Uh, you know, for me, you know, graduating from, from business school, uh, my core competency is in organization, it's in management, um, it's in understanding, you know, intricacies of licensing and regulation and good governance. So I make a very good board director, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm the director of, I've been the director of a couple of boards. Um, 
you know, and then coming in from a marketing and communications background and what I do full-time being marketing and communications, being able to contribute that. We actually, uh, if I can brag for a second about the nonprofit that we started, we, uh, a friend and I started a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Tell me about uh, it. And yeah, sure. So we started a nonprofit in West Palm Beach in 2015. Uh, the founder of this is, is a man named Ricky Aiken, uh, and it really kind of just started out as kind of a movement. Ricky had grown up in uh, the Tamarind Corridor, so very poor, mm-hmm. under-resourced. You know the story. No father, drugs, brothers uh, who, are, who are absent. Uh, and, uh, you know, when he started to hit around that 24 to 26 age, he decided, this isn't for me. I'm going to change this. I'm going to do something positive for my community. And it really just sort of started out, like, as activism. So marches, going to City Hall, uh, organizing, you know, kind of guerrilla organizing. By the time that I had met him, it was so clear to me that this was a spectacular young man who who is going to be going places and doing things that I wanted to be a part of, that I wanted to attach myself to it. So I had asked him, have you thought about starting a nonprofit? And he's like, no, <laughs> I don't know what that is. And I said, okay, let me ask you a different question. Would you mind if I started you a nonprofit? Right. And he said, sure, go ahead. So that's what we did. So, you know, we, you know, I took the time and I learned and I stood on the shoulders of people who have done this before, had conversations with people. I learned the process of starting a nonprofit and within about six months we were up and running. Uh, we raised $12,000 our first year. When we started really getting things going, really getting those, those, that ball rolling in the right direction, started to really gain traction with city leaders, with community leaders, uh, with the public at large, we ended up raising over $120,000 within our first two years. Wow, that's really impressive. Really, really powerful. And, and you know, I am not saying this to take credit for it. I'm saying it so that if there's somebody in the audience who's listening, it starts with, start with that first question. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to start to say, hey, this looks like this could be a nonprofit. It looks like we can reach more people. It looks like we can add some legitimacy to what you're doing. Let me organize something for you. Let me hop in. Let me help you with that flyer. Let me help you with that event. Let me help you with that grant, uh, with that grant writing. And that's, that's really where it all starts. So, um, yeah, you can start something with very, very, very little. And that was, it was really invaluable or in, in the big picture of things, it's invaluable to bring that marketing voice to that level of the boardroom because a lot of times in nonprofits, that's the voice that is not at the table, that's not getting the word out. And you can always tell the difference, you know. Yeah, the, it's the frontline, it's the frontline workers who have the message down. Yeah, a lot of times I think mm-hmm. is what you mean. And, and yeah, that's that's absolutely true, especially in the bigger organizations. Um, but yeah, we've always tried to. I've always tried to keep things local. Try to keep it as local as possible. When this opportunity came up to start, you know, to start my own nonprofit, I just I couldn't help myself. So, uh, and what is it called? Uh, Inner City Innovators mm-hmm. is our name. Um, and what we do, very simply, is we're looking to end gun violence in the inner city of West Palm Beach through youth empowerment and mentorship. That boom. That's it. You know. Period. Um, that's a mission statement right there, and that's a big one to tackle. It is. It's a huge one to tackle. We've made some incredible progress. Um, you know, we, we believe that change comes from those who are the who want it most. You know, lead it. So, uh, you know, as Ricky often says, there's no there's no you know there's no uh, white knight coming to save. You know, they need to save it. They need mm-hmm. to save themselves. And when I say they, I mean the kids that are 14 to 24 years old, the young men that are 14 to 24 years old, living in those conditions, living in those uh, neighborhoods. Um, and you know where every day when you wake up, first thing you got to think about is is how can I sell this bag of drugs and not get shot. So that's the mentality that we're working with. So that's really the biggest challenge. 
uh, the biggest challenge is not so much getting the kids to put the guns down and start to realize that maybe there's a better way and getting them to understand that, you know, jail or death, this is your only end. But it's about changing that mentality on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. That's the mentality really that these are the only options in front of me. And right. That, right. You know, there are there are other avenues. You know, and another thing that, and I, and I, if this topic is interesting, you know, an, another thing about it is that you know when these young men do receive some some indication of success, right, some sort of vindication, so they get a job, like we help them with job placements. So let's say they get a job. That's very empowering, that's very exciting, but the first time something goes wrong, they screw up on the job. You know, maybe they didn't show up one day, maybe they showed up late because they don't know that showing up on time is a, is a thing, you gotta mm -hmm. do that. They do that and they get reprimanded or fired, they fall right back into it. So all the work that we did to get them out of that mentality, to get to that first big step of, you know, here's something really positive that you just experienced. The second it goes bad, they revert. So it's definitely a huge challenge. Um, but there's a model here, and Ricky is is really is really got it going. So I encourage if anybody out there is listening and, and it sounds like something that uh, that is interesting to them, it's it's inner city innovators. We're in West Palm Beach again, highly focused on the Tamarind Corridor. Terrific. Well, that's that's great work that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And swinging the focus back a little bit to Lake Worth, what are some of the uh, things you like to attend or places you like to go within town? Oh man, I mean downtown all the time. Dave's is my spot, so anybody who knows me knows that if they can't get a hold of me, just go to Dave's. Because I got no cell phone service in there and I'm sitting at the bar. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Absolutely. That's becoming a favorite. Oh yeah, the, no, they got great food, food. great menu. Yeah, you wouldn't think so because it looks like a bar, but God, that food is good. I mean, everything on that menu, I've had everything on the menu. The raw bar is fantastic, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, that's really great. So yeah, you know, I got a, man, everywhere. So I mean, I've got a moped here. I bought it when uh, when I came to Lake Worth. It was a must-have right away. It was like one of the first things I bought when we bought this house. Um, and uh, and though I've been in Lake Worth since 2009, anyway, 2014 is when we bought the house and really kind of decided that this is going to be this is going to be where we're going to stay. My wife and I. Mm -hmm. Anyway, hop on that scooter and just head north because we're on the south end. We're in South Palmway here, so we just head north. I mean, we head to the beach. Uh, we head to all the downtown areas, all the festivals. We're always at the festivals. Yeah, same here. A lot of really cool stuff happening. You know, we actually, um, we just we just follow it on, on Facebook, right? So there's the, the events app on Facebook. Mm -hmm. If you just open that thing up and take a look at what's happening this weekend, that's how we find a lot of the stuff. Yeah, you know, so we just, we just right. swing down there. Yeah, we just swing down there. We'll bike down there. And so we, we have friends. Every time there's a street painting festival, we always have a lot of friends from out of town. They meet at our house. And we go down there in the caravan. We go down there in a the group. So yeah, all the festivals, a lot of the shows. Like I said, I've really been been enjoying J Street. Uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff happening on J Street, like we talked about a little bit right, ago. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, I've been spending a lot of time there. Um, you know, and then and then north of there as well. Um, you know, my wife and I were young. We have no kids. You know, we we like to be able to hop on the hop on the bike or the scooter, or hop in an Uber, mm -hmm. and uh, just go check out town and just hit all the different restaurants and bars. So we're foodies. We like to eat a lot. So. Yeah, and there's a surprising amount of uh, good places to eat here in town. For such a small town, there's a lot of good restaurants. Yeah, and you know what? They come and go, right? I mean, a lot of people talk about how, here come the air quotes again, downtown is quote-unquote dead. You know, here's the thing. is that The restaurant business is really difficult. So people, restaurants close for any number of reasons. And you add the seasonal nature of here. And then you add the seasonal nature. I mean, and it's a downtown corridor. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why restaurants come and go. And it's just the nature of the business. And I, and I really commend any restaurant owner who takes that on because... That is a, that's a tough job, you know? It's tough to get everything right. It's tough to get the food right. It's tough to get the wait staff right. 
get that get the menu right, you know, and get oh. your timing right too. You know, all this I was matters. Say, the reality is that you can get everything right and still not. Make That's it. true, right? And then some unknown thing happens. You know, something happens. You know, uh, you know. So it's and for whatever reason, people just don't show up. Maybe your marketing isn't right. Maybe maybe your marketing isn't happening, or, or like you said, maybe you can't even identify it. But it's just not working. It's just it's a really tough business. Don't envy it, and and frankly, respect and commend people who 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 have the. The, uh, the willingness to open that to open up a restaurant because it's tough, you know. So uh, yeah, we spend a lot of time in the downtown corridor. I'm not too worried about you know the businesses coming and going. We're always going to have businesses coming and going. We're always going to have a fluctuation, mm-hmm. um, and I'm excited to see what the sort of next generation of the of the restaurants are coming in. I could plug one. Um, Go for Oka. it. Oka, Oka is fantastic. Uh, he came in. Um, uh, young man came in. Open that up. That's right on the corner of. Uh, it's a historic building. Well, I don't know if it's a historic building, but it's. I know it's been there a long time. So it's right on the corner of of Lake and, and Dixie, right there. Um, he's on that corner on Lake, mm-hmm. uh, right across the street from Knox. Um, so it's really small. I mean, it's a tiny little place, but man, it's good. It's unbelievable. He's got a lobster roll in there that'll just blow your mind, both in aesthetics. You know, in presentation and taste, and it's really fantastic. Just really good food. He's got a noodle bar in there. The ramen noodles are fantastic. So we've been we've been kind of hooked on that place uh, last couple of weeks. I'm gonna have to try it. What I find is that I get very locked into one or two places for a while, and then something happens to break the mold, and I go, right. out. maybe this will be it. Maybe I'll go right. to Oka this week instead of going to one of my regular homes. Yeah, and if you're not ready to really, if you're still a little weary, you're not really quite ready to jump in, try it for lunch. They have a, they have a pared down nice lunch menu too. So uh, it's a great place, just well-priced. The service is fantastic, and the food is just, I mean, the food is, the food is an A+. Plus, so Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so we... You know, all over the place. Uh, we got a lot of friends in Lake Worth, so when we're not in downtown, we swing over to our friend's house. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, College Park, and a n- number of friends in College Park. Um, of course, here in our neighborhood association, South Palm Park, we're really active. We've got a great, yeah, you great guys neighborhood have, have association. Yeah, a great neighborhood association. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of always been been kicking. You know, it's kind of you know we we have our we have our lulls in the summertime, of course, but um, it's a really large uh, neighborhood association. Mm-hmm. So when we do meet uh, at the beach club, we we do pack the room, which is which is great. Um, and uh, we do our full, full moon socials. We do those pretty often. So, in fact, there's one this coming Monday. Um, whenever this comes out, it's this. We're recording this on a Sunday, uh, so we got one tomorrow night, and we really love those. Those are fantastic. So all the neighbors come out. We have one neighbor, Mike, who makes. He takes all of his coconuts in his yard and he drills holes and he puts. Oh boy! Like whatever he puts in there. <laughs> yeah, he does his little coconut mix. That's always fun. Everybody likes that. So we have food. It's just it's great, and we meet over in the, the South Palm Park. Uh, well, South Palm Park actually is what it's called. So. Uh, it's really great. We're just we we uh, we we love uh, you know we love anything and everything. And I love the idea of the neighborhoods within. I th- we're not a big city, thirty five thousand people, seven right. square miles, but yet we have these distinct neighborhoods that yes. people take pride in, and that we we have the, these. We've basically been broken up into teams that get to compete with each other and it's in a good, friendly way. I'm always thinking of the, the boat race on July 4th and yeah. the, the wild fun that happens there oh, yeah. and that week of pre-gaming ahead oh, of time. Yeah, yeah, that's a new, that's a new, that's a, I think that's been a new thing the last couple of years. That's, that's been fun. I've been, we were participating this year. I was the captain of my, uh, of my team this year so of South Palm Park. So. Um, if, if, and if anybody is listening and is like, who is this guy? I have no idea. I don't know if you were at the 4th of July parade, but I was the guy in flag, American flag stockings with a bullhorn and just out of my mind. So if you remember a crazy guy in stockings and a bullhorn, you know who Tom Copeland is now. <laughs>
The bullhorn is very popular. I believe that that's going to be back uh, by popular demand next year. It's a lot of fun. Just to pr promote myself, I was the guy walking around with <laughs> Since a... Since this is a self-promotion, the marketers I, get together, we got a self-promotion here. I was the guy walking around in a Hawaiian shirt in the 1950s press camera taking everybody's pictures on a big 4x5 film camera. <laughs> did you get some good photos from it? I did, a lot of fun. Awesome. What yeah. kind of film did you shoot on? What would it have been then? Digital? Was it a digital No, it was 4x5-inch film... Um, and that was actually a current Kodak color film that's made from the current movie stock. Oh, cool! So it's it's very it's got really great latitude. Yeah, and it's fast. So with that kind of camera, it works really, really well with movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Did you end up doing anything with those photos? I posted a few of them online after the parade, mm -hmm. um, but they're kind of tucked away for future use. Very cool. Well. Hopefully we'll see them in, in not too far in the future. I, I bet they, they sound really great. Yeah, well, I've always got a couple of different projects cooking. It's just a matter of where they're going to land. So mm -hmm. besides the I Am Lake Worth, um, I just agreed to start showing my work at Nodoso downtown on Lake Yes, Avenue. yeah. Great and little place. What a great building that is. Great building. And Jerusha Benjamin, who started that, yes. is really smart. She yes. also comes from a marketing background and is applying that to owning an art gallery and she's really going to make a big success of it. You're going to see some good stuff there this year. Yeah, it's awesome. I was at her opening. Um, I had actually met her. I'm sure she doesn't remember because she's met a bunch of people. She just moved down from New York so uh, to open that shop up. I had actually met her uh, sitting at the bar at the Grumbling Growler mm -hmm. a couple of weeks before she opened. It was like, I think that, that day she had like signed the lease or something. So she was going out with her, her friends celebrating. We were talking about her, her and, and our wives. And she is really smart. Yeah, she's, she's got a head on her shoulders. She's got the business mind for it. Um, and that building is just beautiful. I mean, that building is really cool. Um, uh, we were looking at that building. My, my wife owns a real estate company at one point. Well, in West Palm Beach, not in Lake Worth. We were just looking at that building a couple of years ago uh, to maybe lease it. It's just such a cool, unique building. It's just kind of long. So it makes for a beautiful, it's, it's, it's long and narrow. So it makes for a beautiful art gallery. And it's a great, makes for a tough office. Great statement from the street too. It's, oh, man. It stands out and it's right next so to the cultural cool. council. And it's a, it's a great location. Yeah, I was there at her opening. She, yeah, she knows what she's doing. She had some really cool pieces in there. She had a lot of people show up. So a lot of, a lot of support rallied around her. So let's, uh, let's, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed. Fingers crossed podcast. You guys can't see it, but we've got our fingers crossed. There we go. Let's see this place. Uh, let's see this place uh, stay alive and do really well. And she's already got 50 artists that she's working with. So she's, she's out of the gate and before the season's even started, she's loaded up with art and looking forward to the first Friday night, um, the kickoff for the, the kickoff, uh, the street walk. Yep. Uh, we're we're going to have Lake Avenue closed from J yes. to Federal. I heard that's a new thing this year. They're actually going to close the streets this year. It, yeah, it's it's kind of like what the old Fridays were. Yeah. But two dot and reimagined, and I'm looking Very forward cool. to seeing what happens. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, let's keep the let's keep the walking traffic. You know right on downtown that's that's a that's i think that's a great great way to kind of control and move the flow of traffic back into downtown that's great yeah i agree and i think that that's a great way to start that and get more people interested in coming downtown yeah absolutely and we you know we have a lot to offer in our downtown here so i want more people to see it we sure do we sure do and listen you know here's the thing we all who live in lake worth we all love lake worth right like we 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 can stop convincing ourselves how much we love lake worth right? <laughs> like we don't need to you and i don't need to have a podcast here talking about how great lake worth is right like we know lake worth is great we've got to let everybody else yeah, know who world. doesn't live in lake worth that lake worth is great and i think we can do a better job at that you know um, and, and I think time will, you know, I, th I think we could do a better job at that. But yeah, we all love Lake Worth. We're all, we're all for Lake Worth, you know? So, um, yeah. I agree. We don't always agree on 
what it means to love Lake Worth or what the approach is, but mm-hmm. we all get along with each other for the most part. And we all make it work. So that's absolutely, and that's really what the point is of this whole podcast is getting people to understand that that we all, you know, regardless of our walk of life, we we all have this common thing with Lake Worth that called to us, and we've made it our home, and we're here to make it better. We've got a common bond, and that is Lake Worth, no matter what your age or generation, or you know whether you've been here two years like yourself, or less than 10 years like me, or you've been here for three generations. We do all have that common bond that we all do love Lake Worth. We just need to come to some agreements and some consensus on how do we get the re- how do we package that information up put a bow on it and sell it to the rest of the world. Right. You know, um, and uh, yeah. And bigger scope, again, bigger scope than our conversation here, but, and it's a tricky thing to do in the so polarized climate that the world just finds itself in right now, but yeah. we'll figure out how to do it because it's, it's worth doing. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, with that, Tom, thank you so much for giving me your Sunday morning to uh, let me talk with you. It was a great interview, and I look forward to seeing you around town. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for coming out. This is just such a great pleasure.